Shalom Aleichem and Shavua Tov. This week, Mishnayomi is beginning Chapter 4 of Yevamot. We're in Perak Dalet, Mishnah Aleph, Aholitz, Liyavimtel. A man performs Chalitza with the Yevama. That's so far so good. His brother passed away without children, and he's performed an act of Chalitza, which we'll define in more detail later, but it is the ceremony to release this woman to marry someone else, not one of the brothers. V'nimtzet mi'uberet v'yalda. But then after the chalitza, we found out she was actually pregnant, and then she gave birth. So this pregnancy is from the deceased brother. Now, ideally, whenever this situation arises, where there's a possibility of even or chalitza, we make the couple wait three months before Yibam or Chalitza to make sure this woman is not pregnant from the deceased brother. In this case, they jumped the gun. They went ahead and they did the Chalitza without waiting, as they should have if they had inquired with their local Orthodox rabbi. So if they, she was already pregnant. When this child is a viable pregnancy, it's going to be a healthy child when he's born. The man is allowed to marry the relatives of this woman he did a chalitza to because the chalitza was meaningless. It was unnecessary. It was nothing. The himoteret bekrovav and vice versa. Velo psola min hakahuna and she would be allowed to marry a kohen. So what we see from here is a chalitza that is needed is a little bit like a divorce. It severs that relationship. So after a chalitza he can't marry her close relatives and vice versa. And since it's similar to a divorce, a halutza, that means a widow who received halitza to marry someone else, cannot then marry a kohen. And the Mishnah says, adds, ain of if Nebuch, this child is not viable, it's what's called a nafil, she gives birth and it has some sort of deformity or defect and it's going to pass away before 30 days. You know, it's not a viable child. So now it turns out the chalitza was actually needed. So it's a valid chalitza. Who also bikrovatea? So he can't marry her close relatives. He is sora bikrova, vice versa. Sola minikahuna, and she cannot then go marry a kohen. Now Mishnah Aleph was all about if a chalitza took place with a pregnant widow. Now Mishnah Bet is hakonis et yavimto. He marries the widow in yibam v'nimsit milberet. And then they find out she's pregnant, the Yolda, and she gives birth. Now, again, they jumped the gun. They should have waited at least three months to make sure she's not Me'uberet, that she's not pregnant before performing the marriage of Yibum. Now, here there are more dire consequences. Bizman Shavuot Shokayama. When this child is a viable, living, healthy child, Yotzi, they have to get divorced, Bechayavin Bekarban, and they're Chayav to bring a Karban, a Chatas, because they've, they've had a, an illegal relationship. Because, well, it's a mitzvah for the brother to marry the widow of his brother in the context of Yibam, where that deceased brother had a viable child, there's no mitzvah of Yibam. So instead, it's a sinful relationship. The Mishnah adds the corollary, If this child will not live, it's, it's a nafel, even if he's born alive, he has some sort of deformity, and he's, he dies within 30 days. Yikayim. The marriage, the Yibam marriage, can continue. So even though there was some sort of pregnancy from the first, uh, the first deceased brother, it wasn't a viable child. So their Yibam can go through. They'll actually need to do Yibam again to, to make it official. Now the Mishnah adds an interesting wrinkle: Suffolk ben Tisha Larichon. What if there's a doubt whether this this birth 
was a nine-month gestation birth from the first brother, the deceased brother, Sophic ben Shiva Laachron. We don't know if it's a seventh-month uh, birth from the second brother. The situation here is, again, they didn't wait a full three months before doing Yibam to realize if this woman was pregnant. They waited about two months. And then seven months later, they do give birth, Mazel Tov, it's a baby, but was that baby the product of her relationship from the deceased husband, the first brother, or the Yavam, who married her in Yibam? So they do Yotzi. They have to get divorced because we don't know, and if it, the child is really belonging to the first husband, there was never a mitzvah of Yibam, and instead it's a, in Avera, it's a sin for this relationship to continue. The Vlod Kusher, but in any event, the child is not... A mamzer, we, we, he's certainly not um, the uh, offspring of a forbidden relationship. Because either he's the son of the deceased brother, in which case the yibum was meaningless, or if, he, or if this child is not the son of the first brother, he's the son of the second brother, in which case the yibum was valid because she was never uh, pregnant from the first deceased husband. The chayavan ba'asham tolui. And they do need to bring a carbon here, but it's a different kind of carbon. It's not a hatas that we have seen by Shabbos, we've seen by other serious um, serious transgressions. It's an asham tolui. It's a, an, this is a special kind of offering that's brought when there's a possibility that one should bring a carbon. Hatas, an actual sin offering. This is sort of like a, like we might be guilty, so to cover our, it's kind of the, the cover our bases carbon. Yashakorachem and Shavuotov.